Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very exciting. It is freezing. It is absolutely arctic. England has made a turn for the worst. It now finally feels like winter. I regret ever, ever complaining about the heat. Those moments in Vietnam where I was like, Louis, I think I'm dying of heat exhaustion. No, I should not have complained. I should have embraced how sweaty I was feeling and disgusting and clammy. I should have embraced it with open arms because it cannot compare to right right now I am lying in bed under a duvet. I'm in thermal pyjamas. I can see my breath. I can literally see my breath. My bag is going mouldy. Like, it's really glamorous, the London life. Like, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm thriving right now. No, all joking aside... I actually feel like I've I've made a positive turn, positive corner. Had a little bit of a a moment this week where I kind of realised. Sorry, we're getting right into it. Kind of realised I might have let myself slip a little bit, not majorly and not dramatically, but I've just realised I'd got into a very unhealthy pattern of constantly complaining about everything. And making everything a massive deal, even if it wasn't that much of a big deal. And it had become this thing which it didn't need to be. And even if my day wasn't bad, I'd be like, I've had a bad day. And that would be all that I said over and over and over again. It's like, oh no, it was bad. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm this. And it's not that you shouldn't be able to say those things. Obviously, like you should be able to say those things. But complaining can become such a habit. And it can become your go-to even when it hasn't necessarily been a bad day, even when it hasn't necessarily been a bad week. Like, just because I've had a busy day and I might have been stressed doesn't mean it was a bad day. Like, it was productive, I got a lot done, but it doesn't make it bad. But automatically, I've been associating, like, high stress and feeling anxious with, like, a bad day. And I think that's made me feel... Like, I think I don't think I've been that aware about it. And I think it's really been like negatively affected maybe people around me because it's all I've been talking about and I'm really happy that I've like noticed it because all of a sudden I realized that like my mind frame has been going that way oh I've got cramp in my leg and this is literally the worst time I could have got cramp I've just been lying still that's punishment for watching TikToks um I like needed I needed this to be flagged to me and someone flagged it to me and they were just like, flagged is such a corporate word. I never used that before I started working. (laughs) It's so funny. I've noticed how my language has changed since I started working a proper job. And now I say things like, thanks for flagging it to me. So grown up. Anyway, sorry. Um, And I realised I haven't really been doing the things that make me feel good. I stopped journaling properly stopped and I was a religious journaler every single night I would journal every single morning I would journal I wouldn't meditate but I would always journal and I just stopped doing it I just fully stopped I there was no reason I just couldn't really be bothered like I wasn't sure if it was helping or not like I wasn't really sure what it was doing and I now realize how much it was doing because when I don't have that I really don't feel like I had a release and I've realized the podcast is my release But I think I need that release every day. I think I need a moment just to debrief on everything that's gone on. And I think I find it hard sometimes because I don't necessarily want to call someone when, like, it's now quarter past ten at night. 
I don't really want to call someone because I just want to relax. And I find myself scrolling a lot at the moment, but not gonna lie. Sometimes I find scrolling more relaxing than watching TV because I find the videos more entertaining. Like I watched I watched the videos on the Drake's Passage yesterday. I got really into that. It's this place in Antarctica where the waves are 30 foot high. And I just got really into like massive waves and watching videos about it because I just think it's really cool. I don't know why, I've always been really amazed with the sea. Like, I remember when it was me and my dad, we were watching... I used to be obsessed with this thing called... Oh, what was it? Whale Wars. And it was, like, this group of people, and they would go and fight the whaling ships in Japan and, like, chuck things at the boats and stop them from whaling and killing the animals. And it was such a dramatic TV show. Like, I don't know if it was legal... I don't really know, but they used to, like, land on the boat. It was really dramatic. Anyway, I used to love that. I used to love anything that was... I mean, that wasn't really to do with the sea. No, it was. Whaling is. But I used to find... Well, I still find... Like, I find it mental how big some of the waves can be. When you look at the North Sea... Like, the North Sea, when they're on those big boats, I kind of really want to be in one because I'm I'm really scared it'll capsize. But then those boats are kind of, like, meant to capsize. Like, they'll be fine if they do. And I'd really like to experience being on one of those. I think that would be really fun. But maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe it would also be terrifying because I would be stuck there. I don't know how I'd react in that situation. I'm unsure. I think I would find it fun if I knew I was safe. I realise this with me. If I know I'm safe, I find things really fun. I don't find roller coasters scary in the slightest. Like, I never... Like, I find them really fun. But you know people who are, like, genuinely scared of them? I don't find them scary because I feel safe. Like, maybe I'm not safe, but I put a lot of trust in that harness. And I don't really ever think about it afterwards. Like, I just... But heights? No. No, no. Heights are probably one of my worst things. Because I could trip and fall at any moment. And I could just... I could just topple down. No. No thanks. I feel sick about it. Even when... You know what I don't think can be safe? Those ski lifts... How can a ski lift be safe that doesn't have a bar across it? I, they make me feel sick. When me and my sister went skiing a couple of years ago, it was just me and her on there. She started rocking it. And I was like, I will cry. I will cry. And the funniest thing is like, she's seven years younger than me. And so like, I'm 23 and she's 16. And it's like, you will make me cry. And I am so much older than you, but I will cry if you carry on doing this. I just find it so scary. Like I can't explain the fear that I have surrounding heights. But anyway, onto the life update. Sorry, we've really gone on a very big D detour on my biggest fears along with deep water just got to slip that in there deep water hate it absolutely hate it worst nightmare would be if you put me in a dinghy on the north sea at night with the 30 foot waves and i just had to ride them oh i can't even ima- i can't even express the fear i'd feel at that or if I was really high up, or I don't even know. Oh, no, it's making me feel sick thinking about it. With the dark, like, inky water. Nope, no chance would I be doing that. Anyway, let's move on to the life update. Because I've had... I went to Sheffield for the third time. Third time. 
every single time I've gone, I've said it's my first time ever going. And we realised I've actually been three times. I just forget every single time. And it was lovely. Like, I got to see my best friend who I haven't seen in four months. And it was just really nice because she has her own place. Like, she's all set up. And it just, like, was just nice to hang out. And I'm not going to lie, we didn't really do that much stuff. Like, we just hung out with each other and we just chatted and we just spent time doing what we wanted to do. And I'm going to come onto this more in the content part of this week's episode because we're talking about the pressure to party and the pressure in your 20s because I definitely, I feel like I've had to combat it a lot recently. But anyway, we'll move on to that then. But we went to Bakewell. I got some great charity shop finds. I got some, ear, like two new sets of earrings. I got this brown like coat which is nice I got a new scarf did I no I don't think I did get a new scarf I got some bits I got my friend a card I just got loads of like nice little things and so that was really nice of just like pottering around but we didn't realize like in my head Bakewell because of the Bakewell tart which if you're not from the UK maybe it's not a thing but in the UK like Bakewell tart incredible it's like jammy almondy with icing on top and a cherry and they're made obviously in Bakewell and so I was like well let's let's go and get the original Bakewell tart we went I had it last night in bed it was great like the jab it was really nice nicer than any of the other ones I've ever had before but because the Bakewell tart is so well known I thought Bakewell was like gonna be a, a hive of industry and I'd already been to Bakewell once with my family but we didn't stay for that long and I couldn't remember why and I always felt like we'd missed parts of it. But it turns out it's just really small, like really, really small. Maybe about, like, like it's tiny. There's not that many cafes either. Like, I forget that the town I live in at home is actually quite a big town. It actually does have a town centre and stuff. Like, I forget, it's because it's not a city, I instantly think it's really tiny, but it's actually not. It actually has quite a lot of stuff in it compared to, like, a proper little village. Like, I've never lived in a little village and I can't imagine what it would be like. Oh, it's so cold in my room. I feel like it's going to get even colder. But anyway, it was really nice to do that. And then on Monday, I worked from her house. And this is what I love. I love so much about flexi working. Like, I don't know genuinely how people went into the office for five days a week before. I feel like you would felt like you had no time for you and no time to actually be in your house and no flexibility with your life because it means that I can go up and see her, spend a Friday and a Monday with her and then feel like we've had the whole weekend together and that's such a nice opportunity because normally we wouldn't get that and it means I can go and stay with my boyfriend and like the same with him, see him for like a week and go home and spend a couple of weeks at home and it's just worked out really well and I definitely, definitely, like when you're applying for your job, really think about what type of working environment you need to work for you. Like maybe you don't mind working in the office five days a week. I don't know many jobs that still have that rule since COVID. I feel like so much changed then. But I would definitely think about it because it's been life-changing for me. It really has. But anyway, onto the content part of this week's episode where this week we are talking about the pressure to party. <laughs> So on this week's episode, we are talking about the pressure to party because I think it's something that so many of us struggle with and it's something that's been like a lot on my mind recently. And if this episode, like if this part of the episode sounds a bit quieter, it's because it's quite late. Like I was meant to record this so long ago and I've just been fully procrastinating. This is the third time I've tried to record this episode and it's just, 
you know, I'm just having one of those days my brain isn't really in function. I'm just going to move my iPad so I can talk to you. But there we go. So this time we're talking about the pressure to party because it's something that I feel like a lot of people in our, well, any age maybe feel, but I think particularly in their 20s, there's this pressure to feel like you need to go out and this pressure to feel like you need to go clubbing and go on all these mad nights out and make these incredible, like, wild memories. Like, it feels like every single night out needs to be like the hangover. And people come out with these stories and sometimes I kind of wonder if I am just living like a grandma life. Like, I just feel like sometimes, am I? Am I wasting it? And then when I start to feel like I am wasting it, then I really overthink everything. And I start to think that my time isn't limitless, that I won't always be able to do this. And I start to put so much pressure on myself that I like want to force myself to go out. But the irony of it is, is that like, I do really enjoy going out. Like, like, no, I'm not talking about the pub here, I'm talking about clubbing. I think this is specifically what I'm talking about, clubbing. Like, I do really like doing that, but the reality is, like, I don't love the way it makes me feel the next day. And, like, I really like going out, and I really like going to the pub and stuff. But sometimes if I go clubbing, I don't feel mega, mega safe doing it. I don't. Like, that's the truth. I just don't feel that safe doing it. And I don't love nights out in London. I really don't. I love going to the pub in London, but I don't love going on like nights out where I have to travel on the tube when I'm drunk. I really don't like traveling on the tube when I'm drunk. It makes me feel really nervous. And I'm just constantly really scared that something bad's going to happen because I'm not going to be able to look after myself. And maybe that's just me overthinking. But then I also think, you know, when you're quite new to a place and so you pick up on things more and you're not totally naive about everything, I think... I'm just like very aware that London may feel safe, but it's like not that safe. No city really is, but you know what I mean? Like London really isn't. And so I get really scared, like coming back from nights out. And it just means that that's not really ever something that I really, really, really want to do. And when I do go clubbing as well, it has to be a very, like it would have to be like a techno club. And it would have to be like an event that I really liked. Because if it's not, if the music isn't doing it for me, like if I'm not interested... I find them really boring. I get really bored, really quick. Like, I remember we went to this one night in Fabric and my boyfriend, like, he works in clubs and stuff like that. Like, that is his world. And there was this music and it just wasn't my thing. It was like... But, like, there was no bass to it. There was no... There wasn't any... There wasn't... It wasn't, like... Like wasn't the hardcore techno it wasn't it wasn't any it was just like like that was it guys like that that was it and i was listening to it and i was like this literally sounds like a computer game like, i i i can't this isn't me like fair enough if you like that fair enough i like we all have different opinions he loves it he thought it was great and i was standing and like, like this is not for me and so i feel like if i'm not in the right headspace for it I'm just not going to enjoy it and I feel like everyone else seems to and I see people's Instagram stories on like a Sunday and I see where they've been and they've like all these massive clubs and they've all had these wild nights and I'm just kind of like should I have done that more should I have done that more am I missing out on not doing that like last week me and my best friend we got like we had some wine at home and we were gonna go out and then we were just kind of like, I don't really want to. 
I just want to chat to you, so why would we go out and spend money chatting somewhere else? And I think that can be really fun, but the reason we were going is because we felt like we had to. Like, we felt like it was almost bad if we didn't decide to go. Like, we felt like we had to, like, push ourselves to leave the house and stuff, because if we didn't, then that would be a waste of time. And I just don't know why I thought that, but that is really how I felt. It was making me feel really anxious. And then I remember, like... A lot of my friends go out quite a lot, and especially, like, my boyfriend. And I just recently have been feeling really, like, inadequate about my levels of going out and that I am really, really wasting it. Like, there has felt this such a pressure to have these crazy nights. Like, it's really, really, really feels like this is what we are meant to be doing. It feels like there is such a pressure to party. But it's really ironic because I don't know where this pressure comes from. It almost feels like I feel like I'm missing out because I don't feel like I can do it. But I can. I can go clubbing if I wanted to. Like, I can go to these places with my friends if I wanted to. But I never suggest it, which probably indicates that, like, I don't really want to that much. And if people's Instagram stories weren't there, then I wouldn't feel inadequate. I wouldn't feel like I'm wasting my 20s. And I think it's because when you're in your 20s, it doesn't feel... Like, at the moment, I'm only 23. But it feels like I'm rushing through my 20s and it feels like they're about to end. And I know they're not. And I don't know why I'm focusing so much on, like, seeing my life ending at 30. When it's not, I just feel like it's going to transition. But it's not. I've just fully made all of this up in my head. Like, I'm thinking of it in, like, 10-year gaps. And it makes me feel a bit weird to think that it's not... Like, I, I won't have any opportunities ever to go clubbing again. I won't have any opportunities ever to do any of this again. And that if I'm not doing it now, then I can, like, always go to the pub, but I can't always go to a club in London. Like, I'm not always going to be able to do that. But then, if it's not something that makes me really, really happy and I don't have a massive craving to do it, then what's the point of me doing it? Because then the flip side of it is, is that I think I'm going to enjoy it and I go and then I just don't. And then I just want to come home. And then I've just wasted all that time and effort. And also, the flip side of it is, is like, sometimes I feel weirdly jealous of everyone being able to go out. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. But I'm not allowed to do that. Or like, or I can't fit that in. Or I have other things going on. And then I feel jealous of all of these people going these wild nights out and feeling kind of like an inadequacy that I'm not going to have these massive stories to tell everyone. They don't have the craziest night out things. But then I think, ultimately, my boyfriend said something, and it was very wise. And he was like, because I was really, really worrying about this feeling, like, I've wasted my 20s. Like, I'm wasting it. Like, I just feel like time slipping by, and I'm not doing the things I'm meant to be doing to reminisce about in my 30s. And I think that's a massive fear I have, that I'm not, like, creating this life that I'm meant to be creating. And he was like, the only way you will have wasted your 20s is if you spend all your time worrying about it. And I was like, you know what? That's so true. Because realistically, the only thing, like nothing I do will ever be a waste. No experience I have, no friendships I make, no lessons I learn, none of that will be a waste because it'll help me grow into the person I want to become. And the truth is, like, clubs are going to be there. Clubs are always going to be there. There's not a a day, like, a age limit on clubs apart from you have to be over 18 and I'm 23 so I'm not traveling back in time there's not an age limit there's not a like it's not like my life is gonna stop and I think I need to remember that I'm only 23 like 
I will meet so many other people who will I be able to go clubbing with. I'll go on so many more nights out. I'll learn so much more about myself. Like, I don't have to fit everything in now. I think there's also this pressure to feel like you have to create all of your core memories now. You have to have these things to reminisce back on. You have to have created a life that you're going to crave when you're older. Because so many older people, like, live through those memories they made when they were 20. And I think that's also something that I'm aware of, that, like, oh, what will I say? Like, oh, I don't have those massively late nights, those wild things that you all do. Like, I just don't have it. But I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think this pressure to party and this pressure to go out and everything. Sometimes I wonder maybe not everyone is questioning whether or not they want to do it. They're just doing it as a habit. Because I think drinking is a habit. And, like, I do drink. Like, I do. Um, And it is definitely habitual. Because you associate it with the weekend. And I think it's more habitual when you're working. Because you can only drink on the weekends. Because you don't want to have a hangover for when you're at work. And so you start to associate your free time with drinking. And so that becomes synonymous with you having time off. And so when you have a drink, you're instantly relieved. Because you're not having to think. You're reminded that you don't have to think about anything tomorrow. You're reminded that you're allowed to rest. And I think that's something that is really important when I'm thinking about like drinking and whether or not I want to go out. It's like, do I actually want to do this or do I just think I should be wanting to do this? And I think that's also a massive thing in your 20s to unpack. Is this actually something that I want to do or is this something I just think I should do? Really stupid example is like the hockey club at the start of the year. There was a hockey club and I was really like, I should join this because it would be a good thing for me to do. But I didn't actually want to join it. Like, I really didn't, but I just felt like I should. And I think so many things in my life have been dominated by things I feel like I should do rather than want to do. Like, I was talking about my bronze DV today, and I volunteered at this brownie, like, brownies. And I had to, and I did it every single Friday for, like, three months or six months. And once it was finished, like, I'd got my gold DV, no, my bronze DV, it was fine. I then carried on doing it for six months so I could put it on my CV I've never looked at that ever again. No one has ever asked me about it, ever. Nothing has come of it. And it's all because I felt like I should be doing it rather than actually questioning whether or not I want to do it. And I think this is where this pressure to party and this pressure to have a certain type of lifestyle in your 20s, it's really important that you question whether or not you actually want to do it or whether or not you're just doing it because you feel like you have to. Because for some people, it really doesn't make them happy. It really doesn't make them tick. We're not all going to have the same ways of having fun. Just for some reason, one way of having fun is deemed way cooler by society than another one. And I don't know why that is. I really don't know why that is. I think maybe clubbing and everything is deemed like... Or maybe it's just personal. To me, that is like a cool, fun night out. But it might not be for everyone. But I think when you go out clubbing, it kind of like indicates again you don't have anything to worry about the next day you're free you're allowed to just relax and let your hair down and you don't have to think about what's going on the next day and having the freedom to do that is what makes it fun as well you know it's all like a subconscious association thing I think but I just wanted you to know that it's okay if you don't want to go out it's okay if you don't want to go clubbing it's okay if you also feel like a sense of inadequacy for not wanting to go clubbing because I do and I've been properly overthinking it recently. Because I haven't gone clubbing in like three months. No, I haven't gone clubbing since maybe in six months. I've been to the pub and I've been out. 
but I haven't been to a club and I was just like, maybe I'm really boring. Like, maybe I just am a dull person, but I've recently realised I am not. I just, that's just not what I'm going to find fun to do right now and that is absolutely fine and it's absolutely fine if you're feeling the same way too but anyway on to the question part for this week's podcast i started recording this podcast 46 minutes ago and somehow i have only recorded 10 minutes of it because i decided to call my boyfriend instead which was not a good life choice that was not a good life choice because i was on track and i'm not on track and it was going to be an early night and now it's not going to be an early night but we move anyway onto the question part of this week's podcast and we have four really really good questions so the first one like i'm not gonna lie guys they are ranging in topics so the first one how are you feeling really you know what I am actually feeling I am actually feeling in a really good headspace at the moment I feel like I'm learning to float with everything I'm learning boundaries like mental boundaries in the sense of like allow myself to worry about things that I can control and also allow myself like not to worry about things that I can't and realizing that I can't always do everything and that that is okay that sometimes you are not going to be able to complete all of the tasks you set yourself and that that is fine and I think realizing that has been a massive step forward because beforehand I didn't like I didn't know that I didn't know when I say beforehand I literally mean last week I mean on Monday like I I'd really put so much pressure on myself to be able to do everything for everyone all at once and I've just been kinder with myself like like a stupid example is that my room right now is messy it's not really messy but it's not as tidy as I would normally like it to be and normally I'd make this be like, this would be like a thing I'd be stressed about and I'd be feeling weird about it and it would make me feel iffy. But I actually don't care. Like, it's fine. It's not so messy. It's terrible. It's just a little bit messy and I'll clean it tomorrow in my lunch break. Like, I've had a really busy week this week and that's fine. And I'm becoming compassionate with myself. And I always go through these cycles where I feel like I'm being compassionate and then I'm not and then I am and then I'm not. And right now I was in a not and now, in a, and now I'm in an I am compassionate with myself moment so you know I'm actually feeling good like I am actually feeling like really positive about a lot of things and I think it genuinely is just because of my mindset like I was feeling really stressed and overwhelmed and everything and kind of realized recently like I'm doing all right life is all right like my life right now the podcast is growing and it's so exciting and it's also just really like I've been doing the podcast now for three years and been doing the TikToks for two years I want to say and I've stayed at 50,000 followers for about a year now and then all of a sudden last week I had two videos that went really really well and gained 10,000 followers within a week and so it's just been like a massive achievement it's just like you know and it's just like reassuring to know that it's it was all worth it and that the content you are producing is all good and it's just chance with the algorithm and i've just realized and that just means i need to make eight more videos that go really well and then i'll be at 100k and that's been a goal of mine for i cannot tell you how long like so long but anyway let's move on to the other questions um how can we become more confident I think you can become more confident by realising that no one cares about you as much as you think they care about you. Like, they don't. And so as soon as you start realising that you don't necessarily have to become more confident, you just need to stop caring about what other people think. It becomes so much easier. 
because I would so often spend like time worrying about what people think about me and that would make me feel shy and like not confident in myself but as soon as I realized that it's all right if I don't feel great doing this but I just need to realize that no one else cares either like no one else cares and then I'd stop thinking so much about the fact that I wasn't feeling confident and I'd just be doing it anyway and then slowly but surely you trick yourself into becoming confident so I really just think it's a matter of perspective if you're struggling, like becoming confident isn't always a switch. You can just be like, I am confident today. So instead of being like that, what you can be is they don't care. And I don't care either. And I found that so much easier. Okay, on to the next question. I'm just going to do four because I'm trying to keep everything to 10 minute slots. I've had an, a new glow up with the podcast. and I just feel like 30 minute episodes are better. I spoke to some podcasting people and they agreed. But anyway, how do you deal how do you deal with third wheeling a best friend? <sighs> I mean so it's tricky. It is tricky because ultimately like you don't want to be third wheeling all the time. I think it becomes tricky if they're spending all their time with a partner. Like If they're spending all of their time with a new person in a new relationship, then it can feel like you're not able to see them unless you're third wheeling. And that can be really tricky. And I think if you do feel like they really have just, if you feel like you're third wheeling a lot of the time because they can't make time for you anymore, then I think that's something to raise. Like that's something to flag. That is something to bring up because I don't think you should, it's like there is nothing more infuriating than being someone's like friend and then they get a new person in their life like a new relationship and I understand the honeymoon phase like I get it you're excited with them you're infatuated like you want to be with each other all the time but there is nothing more annoying than just being dropped off the face of the earth and then you know when something goes wrong with that then they're just going to come back to you and then you just will have to be friends again it's like that's really annoying and so if that's what's happening and that's why you're having to feel like you're third wheeling then I would probably just bring that up in a conversation not in like an angry confrontational way just like a just so you know you probably don't realize you're even doing this but I really miss hanging out with you like just us do you want to do this and like create something that you guys could do together because you don't want to push them away but they might not realize they're doing it they probably are just really really excited to have this new person in their life and probably don't even realize it and they'd feel terrible if they knew so I would raise it to them but if they're not actually spending that much time together and you are third wheeling every single time, I would maybe, like, I think if this was me, I'd probably start doing a few things on my own and just giving them some space so I don't feel like I'm third wheeling all the time. So I feel like they're able to hang out on their Because they're also, if they're in a relationship, they might want some time just to be on their own and just do their own thing. And that doesn't mean that they don't want you there, but it just means that maybe this is time for you to also find some other people in your life. Like, that's also exciting. I think third wheeling can feel tricky because it can feel like you're not wanted and it can feel like you're not like included and I think that can make it feel really hard and I think if you are feeling like that then it's better off to take yourself out of that situation and find some like I'm not saying ditch them as friends but just like find some other things that you can do as well as so that you can carry on feeling like really valued and that your value is not solely placed in this two persons relationship you know does that make sense I branch out I'd find other things you love to do and obviously still hang out as a three. You don't have to stop doing that. But I think there are other ways you could divide your time, which would make you feel less like you're just third wheeling all of the time, if that makes sense. But anyway, on to the last question of this week's episode. 
and I've come off to Instagram and now I can't see any of the questions. Oh, we're ending on a big one. Does the inevitability of death give life meaning? You know, I think it does. Because for a while I was in total denial about dying. That We're going to talk about death right now and if death is not something that you want to talk about, for whatever reason, please skip forward. Probably about two minutes. Um, please skip. Trigger warning. Sorry, I should have said that before I said death. But trigger warning. Um, I think it does. Because... Like, I think things have meaning when they, when you realise that, like, I I think it, it, you realise it's not forever. I think when you're a child, you have, when you're a child, you have, like, this wistfulness about life because you think it's going to go on forever and ever and ever because every day feels like it goes on forever and ever and ever. And as you get older, all of a sudden you start to realise, like, we're not actually here for that long. When you're a kid, it feels like forever. And when you're older, all of a sudden it feels like seconds and years pass in a blink of an eye and the day goes on and all of a sudden you realise that life is both long and short. You can fit so many memories in it, but the memories will pass in an instant. And I think that's kind of, in a way, gives life meaning because you are forced to make experiences that make you happy. You're forced to make memories because you realise you are not going to have an infinite amount of time to make memories. And I think that can serve as a really healthy reminder of, like, this isn't all going to last forever. This isn't going to last forever. This period of your life isn't going to last forever. And as sudden as daunting as that might be, it also makes this period of life even more special and even more brilliant and even more worth celebrating because it's not going to be here always. And there's something really kind of like special in that. There's something so finite about having this special amount of time that you can only experience this part of your life right now. And I think that's really important. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week so on to the new things i've done this week and when my boyfriend comes to say we watch so many films i've never watched so many films and so i have a whole list of films that i'm going to review for you quickly here we go okay first song i think it's called white blonde female or single white blonde female I don't know exactly what it's called, but if you look at the film like that, and it's all about this woman who gets this really, this housemate that moves in, and it's just all like this, it just all goes wrong, and it's a really good film. Like, it's maybe like one and a half to two hours long, but it didn't feel that long. We start watching it at 10, and it was like, I was engaged, and I'm never engaged in a film, so definitely recommend that. It's like psychological thriller, not too scary either, just enough scary, but not too much. Um, also, it's, like, quite old. So the special effects, like, at one point, it was I thought it was a bit funny. Louis didn't think it was funny, but I thought it was funny. Next one is called Nope. Now, this has had mixed reviews from you guys. I thought it was great. Like, I really liked this film, but some people really didn't like this film and thought the storyline was really stupid. I think it's great. So I want someone else to watch it so we can discuss and I can find someone else who likes it as much as I liked it, because I can't be the only one. But I think it's really good. It's, what did we, I can't remember what we watched it on, but it's like a horror film, but about aliens. But like, not aliens in a bad way, like aliens in like a not a cringe way, in a way that I was actually engaged, and I never like alien films, and I didn't know what was going to happen, and I thought it was very clever. And I just thought the whole storyline was great, and I really liked it. Next thing, 
I watched P.S. I Love You. Terrible film. Wouldn't recommend. Zero out of ten. Boring storyline. Depressing. I cried for the entirety of it. I didn't learn anything. Apart from it was really sad. And I just wouldn't recommend. I thought it was a festive film. It's not a festive film. Don't watch it. Next, Deck the Halls. Now, as Christmas films go, it's not up, it is up there with the classics, but it's not an absolute classic. It's not like Elf, you know? Elf really didn't made a name for it. Elf is a great film. Like, that film makes me properly laugh. Other good Christmas films, Narnia. Narnia I wouldn't necessarily classify as a Christmas film, but it's definitely got Christmas, like, inklings, you know? But yeah, Deck the Halls, mmm... It was okay. It is funny. It's like a light-hearted one. I feel like it's a good initiator of the Christmas films because it's not so good that you feel like you've lost your Christmas film, but it's not terrible either. A really good Christmas film that I watched is Love at First Sight. Now, it sounds terrible, but it's actually brilliant. I feel like I've spoken to you about this last week. Please watch it. It's not too early. It's like a semi-Christmas film. They're going home for Christmas, but Christmas isn't even even the main deal of it. So you could definitely watch it now, even though Christmas is like a month away. And I haven't done any Christmas shopping, people. I've done nothing. Zilch. Nothing whatsoever. So I need to get onto that. But anyway, thank you for listening. Make sure that you're following the podcast on You've Got Mail underscore pod on tiktok and on instagram and i can't wait to speak to you next week and if i can just ask a favor if you can just subscribe to the podcast not the payment subscription just the sub- like following button it really helps me know how many people are like finding the podcast and enjoying the podcast and helps me if i want to work with brands or anything like that which is very exciting i love you loads and hope you're having the best week and i can't wait to speak to you soon i love you bye